Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter, how are you, sir? Oh, man, blessed and highly favored. How about yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain. Happy Thursdays to you. Happy Thursday to you as well, man. Are you are you ready to uh, motivate a few people? It's motivational Thursdays, right? I think I am. I think I am. Let's make this happen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, welcome, everyone. We are the Carter Brothers, and it is Thursday, um, approximately 1230. We usually try to jump off around 1230. It is Motivational Thursdays, and so we try to do this podcast each and every week to inspire, um, motivate, and um I don't know, just share a few nuggets each and every each and every week. Um, but we uh, hopefully have a great conversation uh, today. We're going to talk about some some current topics and, and trends. And we, we'd also like to hear from you. So so please chat, please uh, 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 chat. Let us know you're, you're in place. Like it, like the like the uh, podcast, all that kind of good stuff. And we'll get this party on the road. Yes, sir. So, I guess What's the discussion topic? topic for today, Sterling. Hey, it's it's pretty spot on. Uh, the topic is about what is it about Tiger Woods, right? So this guy um, has been through it, right? And we're going to talk about all that kind of good stuff. But right. you know, he's back in the news and more popular than than, e- than ever. For those who don't know, today is day one of the Masters tournament, and Tiger is back. He's actually playing. I think he teed off at 10 o'clock this morning. And so the whole phenomenon that's that's Tiger, he has uh, has the whole world talking about it. So the so views are through the records right now because everybody wants to see what Tiger can do. And so, um, you know, it's always a big question, like, what is it about this guy? that uh, that inspires and motivates and excites so many people? So we're going to talk about it today. What you know, think? What I, think about, I think what's also interesting, Sterling, is that it's it feels like in America or even just across the world, everybody likes to come back, right? Everybody yeah. likes the person yeah. who um, you know falls from grace, but then finds a way to come back and still beat all the odds. It's it's interesting how people rally around the comeback story. So I love that part of it as well. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 definitely a story. I think it. You know, I was reading one one article, and it, and it t- the things that Tiger has been through. It's made him more real, right? Right. There was a point in time when he was just this untouchable, uh, you know, superhero. But now he has, because he's had so many real issues that have happened. I think he's a little bit more relatable now than than ever. So, uh, good deal. So I guess we should start off and talk a little bit about who is Tiger Woods for those out there who may not know. They may be living under, under a rock, as, as some people may say. But um, Tiger is arguably, I guess, considered one of the best uh, or greatest uh, golf players ever that has ever lived. Um, he has um, a lot of wins. You know, I think he's ranked right now as uh, first in, in PGA Tour wins. He's, he, or excuse me, tied first in PGA Tour wins. He's right. second in regards to men's major championships. Um, he's he, the only person that has more major champions than he does is Jack Nicholas. So Jack Nicholas has 18 wins, I believe, and Tiger has 14. Um, but he has been um, he's been a he's he's been a rock star for a long time. He's actually been ranked number one um, as in, in the world in regards to golf for 15 years total and over his career. 19, not 15 years consecutively, but over his career, he's had 15 years where he's been ranked at the number one uh, uh, box spot. So um, 
really, really talented, talented guy, and he's made a lot of money, uh, broke a lot of records, and so we're going to talk about him today. Anything else, Dave? No, I think you got all the good, the good uh, stuff. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we talked about his accolades and all that kind of good stuff. So let's really talk a little bit more about Tiger and Steve. I want you to 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 tell us what what you think. What is it about Tiger Woods and 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 why is he so important? Well, I think you know. So one, um, they talked about how Ty, Tiger was a very young guy coming into a sport that um, was typically known to be, um, you know, just basically. Um, the entire pro tour was very much older white guys, right? That were in a part of that that tour process. When you talk about Jack Nicholas and some of these other guys, when you looked at the players that were playing before Tiger came on the scene, it seemed like the age range it was more of a middle middle age range to older age range. A lot of gray haired guys that were out there playing golf. So one, he was young. Um, he brought in a different kind of swagger. They talked about how the fact that. Um, before Tiger came on, Tiger was more of a true athlete, right? He was he had the build of more of an athlete. He was a more muscular guy. And again, when you looked across the tour, um, a lot of the other guys were more based upon looking at it from the perspective of the mentality of, of how psych- psychologically how to, to, to play golf, your technique on how to hit the ball. But, I mean, Tiger had power that he had the mental part he had the technique he had it all right so it was, that was a, a, a big difference and then of course you know you have to talk about the fact that he broke the the, the color barrier right this was considered to be um predominantly an all-white male sport and uh, for him to be a person of color and he talked about situations where he came into uh the field house he came into certain clubs and was treated differently because of his color and I love it. It was just it was just a recent um, award that he received. And I can't which, remember which one it was. And he said he, he said something to the nature that um, he would go there. They wouldn't necessarily let him go into the field house or sort of different you know different areas that he would typically be allowed to go into. And he would just say basically send me to send me to where the tee box is. Tell me where the 18th hole is, and I'll show you. Basically, I'll show you better than I could tell you. And I just liked his his, his motivation there. So a lot of uh, things that he brought. Uh, energy-wise, youth-wise, uh, athletic, build-wise, and of course, uh, color-wise, to change the game. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. You're spot on. I mean, this guy completely, completely changed changed the sport as we know it. Um, I think that that you're absolutely right. Before Tiger, it was all about. It was really just rich typically older white men that, that played in the sport. Um, and it, he made it okay for anyone to play golf. Um, and he made it okay for younger people to play golf. Steve, you made a good point in regards to, he was a young athletic guy that was playing a sport that typically mold older, really kind of overweight guys were playing. And he right. came in with this athleticism. He had the intelligence, he had the mental prowess, he had the athleticism, he had it all. I mean, you know, they talked about how they never thought that there, that there would be a player in golf that that had the total total package, package. and and he had the total package. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think about now how many of my friends, our friends that play golf and, and it's just a regular sport that people do now. And I just exactly. don't think that that was the case you know 20 years ago or you know in in the 90s it just wasn't wasn't happening so anyway he's the guy is absolutely uh 
um, made a huge difference, not just in, in golf, but in the world and, and, and how we look at things. And so he's made it possible for everyone to dream to be, you know, be something that never, they never thought that, that, that they could be. So I love it, love it, love it. So, um, so before we get into our, our, our uh, just kind of just key things that we learned from Tiger, of course, everybody learns a lot of, a lot of different things that we, we talked about, um, or Stephen talked about a few of them already, but I guess we should go to our comments and see who we have in the, in the building. So if you're here, just go ahead and give us a comment. Tell us, tell us if you, uh, you know, what you've learned from Tiger Woods or, or do you think he's going to win the PGH or the Masters that he's playing right now? So if you guys think he's going to win and you think he's, it's a chance he's going to win, let us know. Uh, but right now we've got uh, Tony Scott and uh, what's going on, our, our, our good friend, Tony, part of the 100, one of our brothers. Uh, we all have we all have have had our, our downturns in our lives, yet pushed through with our strength and faith and ourselves to strive forward. Absolutely. Tiger exemplifies having the, the drive to succeed. Spot on, Tony. That is spot on. That is I mean, he is. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but resiliency is probably his middle name. He's been able to come back from multiple, multiple challenges. And that's what life, uh, you know, that's that's how that's what life is. You know, we've got to roll with the punches. So, um, you know, what's interesting about that uh, certainly um, is that uh, and, I, and I like what Tony, how Tony placed that some people are motivated, they're empowered, they they show up when um, adversity is there, right? They're they're motivated when they have to bounce back and crawl from the bottom, and it's. I mean, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing, but you see that when, that certain people they 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 turn they really really turn it on when their back is against the wall and they have so much to prove, and Tiger seems to be that way. Like, I mean, not that he didn't prove his way, you know, when throughout throughout his entire professional career. But definitely when there's been adversity, it's almost like he's like he lives for that moment to show everybody wrong. It's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting uh, mentality that some people have. And I appreciate that about Tiger. And that's a, pre- a good point, Stephen. I was I was watching, I think, the movie about Kobe Bryant. Right. And, and um, this was before he passed away and all that kind of good stuff. And he talked about the Mamba mentality. Right. And how he goes into every um, basketball game, and 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 how he looks at um, kind of the the environment, and and really what he does is he looks like he looks even though he's one of the best players ever, he 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 looked at it like they didn't think that he was the best player ever, and it was up to him to break through that adversity and prove that he was the the greatest player in the world, and so he used that to motivate him. And he said, and so he he actually kind of taught his players to 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 uh, play with that same sense of tenacity and 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 anger. Really, he just talks about how he just would come in with just this ferocious ferociousness um, that he that he titled the Mamba mentality, and he was coming in to attack, and he wanted his entire team to be that ferocious when they played. So absolutely really interesting. Um, good deal. Great comment, Tony. Any comments on your side, Stephen? Um, no, no, we're, we're good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, first one, which is pretty pretty obvious, but uh, Stephen, let's talk about it. Let's well, you know, work, work ethic, and we'll, we're going to talk about um, his dad uh, a little bit later on. But um, you know, Tiger talks about how many hours he would play golf and practice, and how his dad would have him out um, on the course and on the driving range, and they would just 
you know, hours and hours and hours and hours to, to, to um, hone his craft. And when you hear about people that are so effective and so excel so so well in their in their careers is you always hear about the sacrifice right you always hear about the number of hours that they put in the number of days that they put in uh the the fact that they didn't have a childhood that they weren't able to do the things that other kids could do or other people could do because all they focused on um was was their craft was was becoming the best of the best of the best and so, um, you know, and you, unfortunately, you hear about a lot of these these adults now that have, have gone through that kind of um, very, very strict upbringing. And, and that lead, leads to other kind of mental challenges. But there's no doubt that that type of focus on being great, it gets you there. That's, it, that's what work ethic is. Yeah, Stephen, you, you said spot on and you brought us right into our next one because you said focus. And that was the other thing that we talked about in regards to what Tiger has been able to do, you know, to stay focused. You know, it's one thing to work really, really hard, but if you're all over the place, then you're not going to really succeed. You really need to focus on one thing. And, and, and golf has always been his centering point. It's what, what's kept him focused and what's kept him centered. So he's always kind of falling back to that. So despite what goes on in adversities, he's always been able to focus back into to playing golf and playing it really, really well. So um, that's definitely a lesson learned from um, from how to be great by, by Tiger. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Head Steve. Yeah, the, and we talked about that. I guess these all kind of start to run together. Right, but, right. Uh, but having the discipline to basically say, um, yeah, I could, you know, take off, you know, for a moment. I could go to sleep early. I could decide to just eat whatever I want to eat. Um, I could decide not to run this extra mile. But having the discipline to say, no matter what the scenario is, uh, or, you know, whatever the easy road may be, I'm going to go the more difficult road because I know this more difficult road is going to ultimately lead me to my ultimate goal. And so that's what discipline is all about, is being able to make those those difficult choices. It's always easier to to go the easy route, but um, um, that that definitely will not lead you to your ultimate goal. Spot on. See, discipline is everything. I agree with you. One hundred percent and resiliency you know i think that if you look at any winner any champion um you know one of the things that they are really really good at is being resilient there's no way that you can win uh, without being resilient in life you you are going to get hit with adversity you're going to something's going to happen uh that is going to knock you off your your pedestal and it's not about you getting knocked off the pedestal is what you do in order to get back on it. And so what we've seen with Tiger time and time again is that he is a super resilient guy. And despite all the things that have happened to him, um, he's been able to, you know, to conquer that adversity and, and, and still win. And, and when you look at those great champions and winners just across the board, any sport, any uh any business owner or just anyone that is doing amazing things, they, they, they're resilient. You know, they, they, they have never, there's, there's not one um, story. Even if you look at the state, Steve jobs of the world, who, who, who of course now has passed away, but owned Apple. And if you, if you listen to the story and read the story about Apple, which was, which was once Macintosh, 
He sure. wasn't great for a long, you know, there was a, there was some times for, of some huge adversity. He had to completely reinvent Macintosh and turn it into Apple and then and launch these, this new technology in regards to iPods and iPads and, and, um, and, and the iPhone, which completely transcended uh, what he was doing. But there's, you know, there's just so many great stories about, about resiliency. So truly the heart of a champion, you know, is, is, is their ability to, to be resilient. What do you think, Steven? Yeah, you're spot on. You're spot on. You gave out, you gave some really good um, analogies and um, uh, examples of people that have that are have been resilient. And you know, it's just a, it's always about the ability to you know to push through, to reinvent yourself. So all of the things you said, Sterling, are right on point. Resiliency is the key um, to to success and staying hungry and not just getting complacent. That's that's the key. There you go. And our last point that we have learned from Tiger Woods and his his uh, his story. Stephen, take it away. So yeah, so Sterling and I were talking, and we just noticed how um, in a lot of the scenarios, there's a number of people that are on the top, and you see that sometimes, and this not all the times. I mean, Sterling and I were raised by a single mother, and so we definitely um, don't think that it takes it, it only takes a strong father to lead to success um and and um you know nothing against our single mothers at all because again Sterling and i were raised by single mothers but uh by single my mother but but strong fathering really makes a difference so we're just kind of thinking about you know just recently the movie came out about serena and venus and how strong their father was in their lives and and everyone who's who's seeing the pictures of Tiger when he was young and you always saw his dad right there by his side pushing him and talking about the, the keeping him focused and disciplined and, and ensuring the work ethic was there. Um, we talked about people like, um, you know, Kobe Bryant as well, strong father, Michael Jordan, strong father. Um, a lot of people that gave um, those, those men um, a role model, if you will, or an example of what it what it meant to be a hard worker. And so um, definitely not something that is a requirement, but you can't help but, but look at that situation and see that there is a um, something that is that is the same across some of those uh, very successful people. So um, this one, uh, this, you know, again, Sterling and I are always pushing fatherhood and taking care of our kids and, and, and making sure that we are being the right role models for our kids. And we're highly involved in mentoring to other other young young boys that don't have father figures. It's just very important to have have that male role model in the house. What do you think, sir? Yeah, Stephen, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I think that um, too often um, and, and I understand it's, that it happens sometimes, but too often I think that having a strong father um, and or having a father um, in the parenting, you know, situation sometimes is taken for granted. I think that a lot of times there is this anomaly or this 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 thing that you know we can parent and that we can we can do this single parenting situation and we can't. It, it does happen every single day, but that is not necessarily the ideal situation. Um, especially when you're talking about boys, right? So we have, unfortunately, we have a lot of single parents. And when we're talking about single parents, usually, unfortunately, um, or fortunately, it's usually the mom that is that 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 handles the 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 brunt 
of the rearing of the child. Um, but when it comes to rearing a, a, um, or, or parenting for a young boy, I, I think it's, it's really, really important to have a strong, positive uh, male role model in that person's life. And, and not all fathers are good fathers because not so, not all not everyone are great role models, right? But um, yeah, I really think that you know, uh, good or bad, we can learn from our fathers, right? Because Stephen and I, um, for the short period of time that our, our father was was with us, um, he passed away. You know, at a, at a young when we were young, we were only twelve, but still, there are so many lessons that we learned within that short period of time um, that good and bad. That you that you learn what not to do and you learn what to do. So I think it's, I, I just think it's really important. So I agree with you 100%, Steve. And I think we've got a comment here. Yeah. Let's see. Ah, our cousin Keith. Okay, so Keith says the champions learn from and accept the challenges of adversity and what tests their resiliency. Absolutely. Spot on, spot on. I mean, those that's what ch champions do. I mean, they, they learn. And that's what we should do in life in, as well. Like every single, we're not going to succeed every single time. So it's not about um, not failing because you want to fail because actually you learn more from your failures. And people say this all the time and it's true. You learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. So it's just a matter of not repeat, repeating those same mistakes over and over and over again. You learn from them and it makes you a better person. Um so, you know, who knows? I mean, Tiger may be more, maybe a better player now because he's got to focus a little bit more and work a little bit differently than he did before. Maybe he was just working off of, off of uh, raw talent and now he has to use, use his brain a little bit more. Who knows? But, but with real winners and champions, uh, they take adver adversity and they use it as a tool to make themselves better. Absolutely. I mean, and, and when you talk about resiliency too, you know what? What better game is golf when you talk about how how you have to be resilient? It's I mean it tests you your your talent obviously, but when you the fact that you have to play well from the first hole all the way through the 18th hole, and and the the exhaustion starts to kick in and there's something else that has to you know, mentally keep you focused. I mean this is you know a, a 18. A round of eighteen of uh, uh, eighteen holes takes how long, Sterling? A, a typical eighteen. It's it's four 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 and a half hours, and exactly. and that's if you that's if you have a cart. I mean, right. these exactly. guys in the Masters, they that's not a, that's not allowed. So you're walking the entire course. Right. So you're talking about five hours minimum. Yeah, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time, lot and of time. to to have to be on your, at the top of your game the entire time. So that game of golf kind of even that the 18 hole speaks to um, our, what our approach should be to the game of life and that it's not just you can't just perform well in the first four holes first eight you know first nine <laughs> holes you could do real well but if you don't finish strong you still you still can't win the game so we have to we have to push through and, and be resilient and be and have that same focus and discipline and work ethic throughout the entire game Excellent. Excellent. That's a perfect way to end it. I love the analogy about the holes and it's spot on, Stephen. So uh, we got a short one today. We did. We finished up in, in, in record time. But uh, again, we are the Carter Brothers. We're here every single Thursday. If you're interested in learning more about us, you can always go to our website, uh, www.thecarterbrothers.com. 
Um, or you can find us here on on uh, Facebook or our, our podcast is on Anchor and Apple Tunes and all kinds of other places. And and our business, big business is CarteraHealth.com. So you can check us out there, too. So just giving you guys some ways to contact us. But uh, anything else before we go, Stephen? Um, I had a couple of, of, of comments that I oh, should have probably put up a little bit earlier. But okay. uh, Tamara now. Beckford, Dr. Beckford. Uh, mentioned that uh, that it is a truth that that true failure is important. Um, Sarah Blakely from Spanx, her father used to ask her to talk about something she failed at each day, and this was to normalize failure as a part of life and learn how to push past it. I love that. And then she also mentioned that resilience and great parenting, mentoring, father figure helps to foster self-esteem in our youth. And this helps that uh, helps uh, that child throughout their entire life. So love those two points. Very well said, Dr. Beckford. We definitely appreciate your commentary. You're always dropping yes. some great nuggets. Yes, Ms. Dr. Beckford in the house. Um, okay, well, good deal. Well, this is it. We are done for Thursday. We'll see you guys next week. All right, have a good one. Until next time. Okay, get it to our little outro here. <laughs>